Hey, welcome to the Baby Fur Podcast. Sadly, I'm not on my right mic right now, but it's still good enough to tell you guys this is an 18 plus podcast, especially this episode. It contains a lot of kink information, contains a lot of explicit, uh, some explicit language. Don't listen to it with your grandma or children in the room. Alright, and thank you guys and enjoy the show. Wait, am I supposed introduction. to introduction? We did it, guys. Yeah, yeah. This what? is the introduction right now. No, we're doing it. We're doing it live. Ah, <laughs> everything's going so fast. Oh, we're doing it live, guys. Oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, Lily had once again baby shots comes in two pairs, so she had to go get that. So it is just Nate and I, and we are having a guest on. Um, uh, I met in real life first. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, guest? Uh, sure. Hi. Uh, my name is Jay Baby. I am currently uh, still the international leather boy. Um, uh, I present uh, topic uh, workshops at different uh, kink events, be they uh, leather oriented or um, age play oriented. I was the first adult uh, baby to openly run for international leather boy, let alone win. And I've been, you know, because of the global parallelogram, I've been holding on to the sash for a couple of years. Uh, oh, but what? Yeah, the global parallelogram, you know. Oh, 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 I get it now. <laughs> I was like, wait, how does that sound like a panda? The panini. Okay. Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> the global panda. That's me. I'm the global panda. I've been wreaking havoc on the world for the last year. All with the plan to get the the pandas in the in the Chinese zoo to have the sex. Yes, and we did it. We finally did it. I don't know if y'all saw my tweet, but we did it. <laughs> oh man! Apparently, all you need to have pandas have sex is for them to not be surrounded by people all the time. <laughs> yeah, we're not voyeurs. We can't know. Like, man, give us some privacy. Anyways, we interrupted the the introduction. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, so, we, I wanted to get Justin on here. Very important time. As this yeah. will come out, it'll be the first week of Pride. And there was some discourse last month about kink and Pride and how, how it should do. Like, how, how well it should be combined and such. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to discuss that. So this is a more of a a researched episode, I'd like to say. I don't know. It's me doing the thing like the ASD episode where I just wanted to talk about something that's a little bit more serious instead of joking. But then make bubble panda jokes. Yes. I mean, I, I feel like it's a I feel like that's how a lot of podcasts are. You usually talk about something that is stimulating conversation, but every now and then you have funny joke. <laughs> you know. But before we can do anything that is uh, really important, we have to ask a very important question to our guest. Jay Baby, what is yes? your favorite aminal? My favorite what? Aminal. Ah. Uh, ooh, it's hard because there's so many. I, I really love raccoons. I love kitty cats. I love bats. Um, there's, there's, I love bears and snakes and rats. Uh, gosh, there's so many. It's hard to choose. 
I understand this position. Uh, let me give you some advice. Everything's a puppy. Oh my god. Alright. So as long as you say puppy, you're fine. I, I feel like we need to just remove the, this question entirely, because if that's the case, then anyone's answer could just be puppy. You're right. Anyone could, but zero people except for me have done that so far. Ah, okay. Well, we need to find... Alright, we need to make sure <laughs> one of our guests just says puppy. No. That's it. That's there's no more baby fur cast. Come yeah. full circle. <laughs> joke's done. <laughs> we have no more jokes. We have no more ongoing jokes. So we're done. So, um, Smelly, you forgot the important, the other important questions. Uh, how did you get into the baby fur community, Jay? Oh. Uh, and what are your hobbies? And uh, is there anything that you you're getting into, or anything that you're into outside of of kink and being a baby fur uh so i guess i i sort of got came into like all the kinks around um when i was a teenager um luckily i was around at this wonderful time when the internet happened <laughs> and i was able to like you know somehow get the bravery at a library computer um <laughs> uh to oh no you know no no regrets no regrets no. just regrets. Yeah. Um, uh, I just, I was, I was able to start like finding that, like, um, I, I knew that I, you know, grow, uh, even before that age had a weird fascination with diapers. I just, I like from the first time I was being babysat, like I was always like, uh, you know, just always wanted to be like, you know, quote unquote forced into a diaper. And at some you know point I was able to get the get the chutzpah to look look up and find like oh i'm not the you know i might be a weird a weirdo freak but i'm not the only one so that means it's okay and you know <laughs> I, I found a lot of like wonderful like fan fiction and well i i found a lot of fan fiction and fan art and you know like there was a site called Karis playground at one point um so yeah i i was i was just able to find it and then as i go got older i also discovered um discovered a fast uh the leather community and joined that and i was you know i grew up with Reese's pieces so it's like you know why why not combine the two and i was um learned to be a leather boy as well as an adult baby and like no reason to keep them separate and yeah when i'm when i'm not um out being the le best darn leather baby around um uh, I, I do, you know, a few other things. I, I'm a really into um, media discussion and analysis. Um, I'm involved in the theater. That's actually what my degree was in. Um, I'm currently doing some writing. Um, uh, have, have like, like any, you know, nerd, I've got like a, a lot of projects and, you know, in the works that are not quite finished. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, just so I know it is. But just so everybody else does, what is what is the leather community? What like what's the stereotypical leather community? That way people can get some kind of image or idea. I mean, I guess, you know, most people would imagine like, you know, a big fierce, you know, tough, scary leather daddy. Um, you know, the big boots, <laughs> you know, the chaps. Which by the way, um, side note, I pet peeve of mine, I hate the term assless chaps because it's <laughs> redundant. Chaps by their very nate definition don't have the crotch or butt like if they did they wouldn't be chaps they would be pants <laughs> but we the chaps know. 
leather vest, you know, often with pins and stuff in it. Uh, the mirror cap, you know, that, you know, s you know, scary looking to ride, you know, that's like, you know, you're going to do what I say, boy. And, and you want to, you just, you do. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> is, is that sort of what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just so people do know, there is a lot of, uh, very service and kind of more strict rules depending on who you're doing it with. But there is it's a it's a very hierarchical system I'd like to say yeah it's uh, I'd, I'd say that you know DS is, is a very um, important um, factor in most uh, leather relationships and honestly like for me it's um, you know it's 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 um, I don't really necessarily separate my AB self from my leather boy self. So, you know, it for me, like, I, I enjoy the service as well as the nurturing, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like we need that explanation just to kind of understand what the leather community is. And the leather community is honestly what people think of when they think of kinky people. Mm-hmm. So I wanted that very strong like definition of what's going on in people's minds. Well, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a it's it's a culture that you know started you know a long you know time ago after, with soldiers coming back from the war and settling mostly along the coasts. Um, in fact, there's arguments that most of the original motorcycle clubs of the like. 50s you know 40s 50s and 60s were basically a cover for being leather clubs um you know because i mean honestly a lot of them they style their look after marlon brando and the wild one which you know encouraged um you know that you had tom of finland making beautiful um sexy art um which was an idealized you know it, you know an exaggerated image of the people that he saw um and yeah it just it became like another a safe um, world for people who, you know, walk to more dangerous edge, we'll say. So, do you know any of that, Nate? Um, I was aware. Yeah, I I was a bit aware because I've had, I've had a bit of talk about leather BDSM. Um, I I wasn't aware of the uh the 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 biker aspect of it, but it kind of makes sense. I know about the 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 handkerchief thing that Ooh, was uh, the hanky code. Yeah, I someone that taught me about that. About the hanky code, I. I love it. <laughs> uh, do you? I'm trying to remember which one's which. Which pocket is whatever for that? Usually, at least modern um, wise, it's it's generally accepted that the um, if you're wearing it on the left, you're like more or less the top in the scene and the in the right you're the bottom in that so like uh like fist yeah fisting is a red hanky so if you've got it in your left uh po back pocket you're ready to you know put your fist where you know where it needs to go and, yeah. oh and wait it, these are these are color coded yeah, yeah. that's cool wow yeah, yeah and, and like the, there's, there's there's good reasons behind it too uh, because there's just for some historical context, uh, I believe that largely ASX was illegal at the at the beginning of the century. Well, so yeah, like yeah. gay in general yeah. was, was illegal. Yeah, like just don't don't be gay or non 
forming uh, at the beginning of the century. So a lot of these things had to be very unspoken codes. Mm-hmm. I know there is uh, there's things like um, the British aristoc- uh, aristocracy during the time. Uh, it was just kind of understood that like the navy was gay because <laughs> you guys were on a boat. <laughs> and uh, a lot of very very wealthy individuals who were gay would just spend their time in the in the army they they get promoted in the navy and they would get sent with ships of boys to foreign lands to colonize them right and then they'd have gay sex because they were on a boat and what else is there to do on a boat aside from get drunk and i don't know yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so that's the I, thing. I'm trying to think. Like, what can you do on a boat? Let's do shuffleboard on the on the turrets or something. I don't know. So, so like that. That was that's just part a large part of a uh, the culture is you had these unspoken rules and unspoken things that you couldn't say out loud unless you were rich. And even then, like, I mean, they put Oscar Wilde in prison. Hardly, yeah. Ever. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I know. What is it? One of the bigger, one of the better stories I know about, um, about the the whole thing about I- illegal homosexuality was Alan Turing, uh, mm. the the one of the. Oh God, what what did he do? Was it he 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 did something with with related to computer science? He basically uh, invented computers. Yeah, basically. So, but then. Uh, and I know that's a much oversimplification of it. You're right. Me, I'm not very well, tech. I I know I researched this like a a while ago because it really interests me, interested me, but I can't remember a lot of it for the life of me. But yeah, he basically created uh the mo- he basically created computers, you know, during the war during World War II, uh, and then when he eventually they found out that he was gay. And back then it was illegal to be homosexual. So uh, rather than face conversion therapy and like whatever this the the state was going to do to him, he committed suicide by some people were saying it was an he laced up an apple with cyanide. There's there's apparently still some speculation about it. But that's that's why is it that I feel like there was some someone was saying that's why the logo on the original Mac or like Apple's logo was like a rainbow apple. I you know that is I I'm not familiar with that story so uh, yeah that that's that's research I haven't done but that's that would be very interesting if that's the case. Yeah, no. It's just interesting. It was an interesting story um for me I think just cuz like I'm a computer science major, so you got to know a little bit about the history of computers. Sure. Yeah. So, so that is, that's kind of like the time that we're talking about. This is when all the pride stuff sort of starts. And so, largely it's, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say like a lot of people forget. So in, in June of 1969, now, okay. I don't want to get too nice. much of myself, but um, like there, there'd been a lot, you know, there had been, um, demonstrations, um, before that, you know, people, uh, there's a donut shop in California. There is a lot, you know, there've been a lot of, you know, sit-ins and small things before Stonewall, but 
Stone, uh, Stonewall was kind of the big thing. You know, it was at one point referred to as the hairpin drop heard around the world. Um, like, this was the one that, like, people really paid attention to. Um, but the Stonewall Inn was a bar in a Greenwich Village. And it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, a, the, the nice, you know, hoity-toity bar. This was... No, you know, it was a mafia bar. This, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing is, at this time, most... Any gay bar was run by the mafia. The yeah. run, you know, mafia, like, ran a lot of things, and it was kind of an easy thing of, like, you know, someone who was lower-ranking, who wasn't going to go much places, would be in charge of running the local gay bar, you know, and they'd, you know, get tips from the cops that, you know, a raid was planned. So the bar owners, you know, would use, you know, would flith, flick the lights, and, you know, that was code for, you know, everyone to get into guy-girl couples, um, oh. people to to take off their clothes, you know, because it was, a, uh, you know, you couldn't, you had to be wearing, you know, so many articles of clothing of the right assigned gender, you know, because, you know, they drag and trans people, you know, that was, yeah. that was frowned upon, to put it mildly. Um, and in people who could, you know, weren't able to do that would hide in the bathrooms. And this one particular night, um, there was no tip, you know. The, yeah, there was no like, the cops. The cops did a raid that was unknown to the mafia. There's no hint, yeah. and it turned it was, into it was a thing for a long time of cops, you know, who like needed to get more stuff done, you know, more citations, or just were in a bad, you know, feeling a certain way. We're like, let's go harass the queers. So, yeah, yeah. So it, we're talking like a we are saying like this was Stonewall is a riot. First and foremost, it was a riot against the system that was targeting people who are minority for being themselves. Yeah, and that's that that sort of I know what is it? Do you feel like that? Do you feel like that was around? I I know either Stonewall was a turning point in in uh in the gay in gay pride mm-hmm. in history. Um because I think that's isn't that that seems to have been when people started moving towards the legalization of 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 homosexuality and 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 it's, stuff it's like start, that. It started a, it it started people like really fighting. You know, it started think, a movement. Yeah, you know, before it, before Stonewall, we still had events like the civil rights movement was going on in this decade. There's a huge counterculture of the '60s, and there was the anti-Vietnam War protests. So we have all these movement, these groups. Who are already trying to fight for like rights and civil rights and uh, all sorts of things. So they're already doing this, and all of a sudden you have you know this other marginalized group that has been trying to get the voice their voice out and try to step into the community and get some spotlight on them, and they haven't been able to. And then all of a sudden Stonewall happens. There's a huge riot for like you know days yes. almost. Yeah. And then you have a movement finally. Uh, also, Lily is joining us halfway through. However, Lily. Hi. Sorry about that. I uh, I woke Raby up. shots are up. Yeah. Yeah. Raby no- the Raby shots knocked her out. I see. Yeah. yeah. I I just got home last night for the first time in like almost almost two weeks of being out of the house uh there was a period there was like a one day period where i was home the entire day wait no i wasn't even home the entire day because i worked 
But yeah, I haven't been really home in a while. Pride, Lily. What? We were talking about the st- we were talking Pride and Stonewall riots. Right. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> hell so, yeah. The first, the first, the first Pride was a riot. A little known fact. Well known fact. So th- that's what kind of what Stonewall caused is uh, it caused this huge movement that's already been kind of waiting for its one sparking moment to light fire. Yeah, you know, police involvement in Pride causing fucking Stonewall. Yeah. That's a topic for a different kind of conversation, though. Well, that's why why they say no cops at Pride. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, when you realize that, you know, Stonewall started because, you know, cops were harassing us, you know, it it definitely, like, leaves a lingering taste. uh, Or distaste, rather. And so, and also after this, after this last year, I don't think I think that distaste has only kind of grown. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I I think people have you know realized that you know people have realized a lot of things and learned a lot. ACAB. Of Hashtag ACAB. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'll three days um, of 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 writing and. This was something that the public couldn't ignore. You know, people, you know, newspapers like, you know, wouldn't necessarily report on a lot of these smaller um, protests and things that have happened. But this this was loud and, you know, couldn't be ignored. And it's and the in New York so. across the country of people saying, like, no, we're not we're not going to take this anymore. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> there was that old saying, we're here, we're here to get used to it. And <laughs> And yeah, is this was like this was in your face. This wasn't about like wanting to fit in. Um, so uh, the next year, um, June t- t- nineteen seventy, is when what we can you know most people consider the first Pride March happened. And when I I want to say that like this wasn't a parade the way we know them today. Um, like this was a march, and people didn't expect to finish. Like it was planned to start. Um, it was planned to end at Central Park, and people were scared. Like, people, the few people who were um, had started it were like, we're, you know, be prepared to get arrested, be prepared for people to throw bricks at us and bottles, um, lots of, you know, lots of verbal and physical harassment. Like, they were like, a lot, some of us will not make it to the, like, no one expected to make it to the end. They were like, we're probably going to get hurt, we're probably going to get arrested, but we're going to march. You could be arrested we're... back then for that shit, right? For just, like, being yep. gay. Or... Yeah. Um, and you... Okay, real quick, side note. Uh, you could still be arrested for being trans publicly by them just claiming you're doing prostitution. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. I, I thought I'd just mention that, because that's something that's bullshit. I, I've seen there's some... Thankfully, a lot of the, the laws that are, like, a lot of transphobic uh, or some transphobic laws that were in place for a while, I think are starting to get overturned. Um, for instance, there was, uh, there is the gay or trans panic, uh, mm-hmm. argument or law where it's like, you can, you can escape trial or, uh, like a hefty sentence or being guilty of murdering someone if they were Not gay. To say, or... like, well, you're referring to the Twinkie defense, which uh, is, you know, how the killer of uh, Harvey Milk got off. What? Um, when 
Harvey Milk was murdered, um, the his lawyers were saying that his blood sugar was um, tricked because uh, you know messed up because he'd had um, a bunch of Twinkies and like it's this this is like a real thing where really it was just gay panic. But what? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, no, it was gay pan. It's gay panic in the sense that like someone could uh, someone could kill a gay or trans person and sort of get away with it because they could say oh no your honor they were making homosexual advances on me or you know they were making sexual advances on me and for some reason that's okay like no what the fuck so that's how that's and that's how pride largely started uh yeah yeah they they didn't expect to actually be able to finish they were like we're you know we may get hurt or arrested but we're going to march and the miracle you know if you're not afraid of that word, you know, is that like, not only did they make it, but people join them, you know, what started was, you know, like a couple handfuls of people and it grew and it grew and it grew and they made it to central park without anyone being hurt or arrested. And they got there and it was like, they just celebrated and cried because, you know, th this was, this was, you know, the sun coming, th this was a light in the darkness. This was the sun coming out. This, um, so, yeah, this, this is something that's been going on for, for many years, and people, like, need to remember that this wasn't just, like, the nice, well-to-do people. This was people who were, um, who were on the fringes. This was, um... People of, trans people of colors, and yeah, tons trans, of other, trans tons folks, of other groups. people, uh, people of color, sex workers. Um, this was, um, you know, the quote unquote, you know, hip hippie movement. You know, this, this was a lot, this was people who weren't looking to fit in. These were people who were saying like, we, we are who we are to quote Kesha. <laughs> we, <laughs> oh, it's cool. uh, I, yeah. I, I did want to go ahead and uh, do a side note real quick. Uh, our sponsor this week is Shrinkies. Uh, speaking of not finishing, uh, Shrinkies Chastity Cages. Uh, buy them now. Oh, Which, man. Yeah, that that we, was the joke. <laughs> can, we get can we get sponsored by the Vice? That would be, that would be fucking great. <laughs> can I get a free Chastity Cage? <laughs> Anyways. On with, on with the Pride talk. Uh, I, I, I think it's very... I think it's great. Uh, you know, it's it's such an admirable thing that like people were literally willing to die on this hill of like we're not hurting anyone. We just love each other, and it's like why is this illegal? It's mostly for I I feel like mo mostly it's illegal because like of religion, mm. but I know no. there's there's, there's it, more factors to it than that, isn't it? There's a lot of them. Largely, it was illegal because people are bigots right people get scared of something that's different they always want a marginalized group to make fun of and as you sort of stratify society the lower stratas get more and more split up to make smaller and smaller groups to pick on well yeah because you had i know you had uh um gays were among the 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 groups and the minorities that were um brought that were brought to camps during the holocaust mm -hmm. as well 
As Which well is why as, the pink yeah. triangle was reclaimed as a as a pride symbol. The what? Like the pink triangle. Because that's what was uh, forced to be worn um, by homosexuals during the Holocaust. That's oh. why it was... Yep, that's why in the 70s and 80s it was reclaimed as a symbol of pride. Right. Which is why I always find it funny that, uh, you know, straight people... On their on the conservative, and we'll be like, uh, gay people are the real Nazis. What? Oh, because yeah, yeah. The far right, the far right problem. The far yeah, the because yeah, that I feel like yeah, it's a lot of people who are intolerant are like and like oh, low key racist or homophobic will always find a reason, you know. Even and it it may seem logical, but it's still like that's your you're full of shit. Go fuck yourself. You know. Yep. It, it is. It it is what it is. Uh. So, I actually want to talk about a second thing too. That really is what I think kind of solidifies the gay and leather communities to always be tied to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's ten years after Pride. Roughly ten or eleven years, roughly, you have the first case of acquired immune deficiency syndrome, also known as AIDS. So in the nineteen eighties, it starts spreading, and because of how you know anal sex works, and the fact that they are still a marginalized group, it spread rapidly throughout the gay community. Mm -hmm. And had uh, zero. It was was actually at one point before it was known as. uh, AIDS, it was referred to as GRID, gay-related gay immune disease, because it oh. was only it was only uh, at first seen in gay men, and you know it was referred to as the gay cancer. Um, uh, that's because it actually caused a certain type of cancer, if I was remember correct. Um, I will say that uh, it, part of that uh, spread was a result of you know no response by the uh, government. Yeah. No, it, that's how pandemics start to really become bad is when there's no response to them. Well, they saw that it was affecting, you know, quote unquote, undesirable people. You know, they didn't really want to help people um, um, who it was affecting you know, homosexuals, um, uh, people in uh, people of color in lower income neighborhoods, uh, intravenous drug users. They. We were expendable. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. Wasn't there a theory that like AIDS was like implanted in someone by the government or something like that? That is a theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stupid theory, but it's a theory. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's just. Although knowing the CRA, I'll give the CIA this: they very well could have done it. I mean, yeah. You look you know? at fuck. Was it MK Ultra? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things. There's also <laughs> drug testing on on black males. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the initial murder of the Black Panthers, uh, mm-hmm. multiple Black Panther leaders. There's uh, the multiple coups they cited in, uh, in other countries. And this mm-hmm. is the stuff we know about. This oh is the stuff God. that we have documented. <laughs> so, so. Uh, eventually, AIDS became, since they, people didn't know how it spread, because there was no look into how it spread, mm-hmm. uh, people started if your if your child was gay, you just disowned them. Yeah. You didn't want to be around them. You left them to be nothing. Uh, 
so you have the these biker this biker culture of other people that we already knew about and all of a sudden people in your community are dropping dead to a disease that you don't know yeah. anything about and they have no family now no one wants their stuff no one almost no one wants to remember them almost you know uh, people, there there's a lot there are a lot of organization you know when basically this this era of parents disowning their children and luckily there were um houses in multiple cult cultures you know the drag world the ball world and the leather world you know that that you know created a new family for people and when we realized like our people were dying and the government wasn't doing anything about it and people's bio families weren't doing anything about it they were not visiting them in the hospital they were disowning you know we had to take care of them help put together funerals help you know get take care of you know their uh their property i mean that's it's one of the reasons you know there's this um term in the leather community about um given leather and it's because you know at the time you know le leather was expensive we didn't have like you know the shops that you could just get like a whole outfit for a you know stuff so easily you know a lot of stuff like you know it was gifted from someone who had passed you know and it was continuing their their story by it you know passing on to someone else um yeah with, with so many of of us dying like you know we we had to come together and protect each other because no one else was and, and that's why a lot you know of these you know organizations um, you know, you you had a lot of places like the Imperial Court System, um, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, you know, and numerous, you know, drag and leather um, people putting together fundraisers um, for our for us because no one else was. And and like, I feel like this is the thing that people don't know about. Uh, I don't feel like the AIDS crisis is taught very well in our society uh i think that there's a lot of people in who didn't live through um i mean and not to disparage any you know um person of any age but um people who lived in the 80s and 90s when you know like it was a lot scarier um because we didn't have as many you know drugs and treatment options to help people um you know, be be able to live like getting AIDS or HIV was a death sentence. Like, you know, and I I don't think people like you know realize how scary it was back then. And I don't I I think that even you know we just we're going through a pandemic now, mm -hmm. and I don't think that we necessarily even can use this as a proxy. For what it felt like in the gay community during those times, yeah, and it's hard to keep a community going in those conditions. Well, yeah, it it's really like is. it's like imagine, I don't know, it's like so it's kind of like if you something like COVID, but the government isn't helping any whatsoever, and like everyone shuns you, you know. Yeah, so it's really just the shunning you part that was different, right? Ah, uh, I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, wasn't there wasn't there something that the government did about about the AIDS pandemic or that was just they were like no. no. 
No, okay. they, I... no there was not a there's not a proper response in time until they knew that it could affect essentially the whole community yeah. and even then and like until it was affecting you know nice middle class white suburban families um or till rock hudson came public with uh um having aids because this was someone that like you know ronald reagan liked so like you know until it was something they couldn't ignore um or say it's only affecting people we don't care about yeah white people learn that reagan's the devil (sighs) that's like the the thing is like i think that's the that's the problem with a lot of these movements is a lot of people aren't willing to support them like if if they're if they remain neutral on the subject like if you know uh with it with for within pride if you're religious you know that's that's one thing but like there are a lot of people who are on the who are like very i feel like there's quite a few people who are very centrist about it but they don't do any they don't really feel like they would support or do much unless they knew someone who was affected unless they knew someone who was gay or trans or you know whatever silence is a no yeah it's yeah like silence is endorsing the status quo yeah. So it's, if there is being complicit, I mean, yeah. there used to be this old joke of like, you know, whenever someone didn't take a side, people would compare them to, you know, say you're being Switzerland right now. And it was meant, you know, derogatorily because it meant like, you know, you were just trying to be safe and not, not call out bad behavior. It's yeah. So violence I think is violence. violence is violence. And if, and really, those two events uh, are really kind of huge in what Pride is. Uh, when the gay community, if the gay community could have ever started, it was only because people in the leather community and kink communities stepped up. Uh, the whole time, uh, the fight for LGBT rights, LGBT plus rights, and the uh, kink communities wanting to show their sexuality more is all interconnected. It was about being, you know, being open about who we are and not being ashamed and being proud of the things that we, you know, that people say are what makes us freaks or what makes us special and not being ashamed of that. And I think, um, you know, it's around the nineties, there was this, this pushback of you know companies like the hrc who kind of wanted to distance themselves from the fringes you know they wanted it you know people to only see you know the the good you know somewhat neutered uh, um white you know handsome couple holding hands they didn't you know they didn't want to talk about trans people at all you know i mean the end up you know bill like you know completely ignored trans people they didn't want to talk about leather folks they didn't want to you know talk include drag queens or drag entertainers um despite the fact that like you know so much of your money came from the drag world so um they 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 only wanted to show you know like the white you know handsome conventional uh look you know and you know, because they were like, we want to show, you know, ma- you know, the mainstream America that we're just like you so that we can get corporate, <laughs> you know, yeah. we, you know, as important as 
the fight for marriage equality was, which it is, you know, it's so awesome that we have that. Um, but like that, that was one thing on the shopping list. That's like, you know, going to the grocery store with a whole bunch of stuff you've got to get for dinner and coming back and saying, Hey, I got soda. Well, that's great. But we, we sent you to the store for more than just soda. You know, I'm weird with metaphors. Sorry. <laughs> no, that that's a that's a that's a good metaphor for that. Uh, but I I think it's like, uh, yeah, I I think a lot of people are very are very hesitant and scary to kind of dip their toes into the into the the whole that whole aspect of things within the queer community and whatnot. And like, what is it that people say? What is it people say? Kink no kink at pride because they want to appeal to the normies or the nillas it's like uh, mm -hmm. it's not it's not about that it's about what gay people it's what about it's what the queer community wants and you know we have to also remember that we have marriage equality in spite yeah. of the laws what happened was when when it was passed and everything it still had supreme court fights and eventually one supreme court ruling said no you guys are stupid this is legal <laughs> yeah. So despite like the biggest pushback we had, we still had, you know, we still had to wait until the Supreme Court would say, I guess you guys get this one. I guess you can marry each other. And well, we still have that because there's still new bills coming out against trans people. Yeah, that's that that I believe is is utter bullshit. That gay, gay marriage being well, illegal is also utter bullshit, but that's that's yeah. It, there's a straight pipeline, right? It's you, you find the group, you marginalize them, and then when the group fights back and it becomes too much of a hassle and doesn't work well in the American minds, you change groups. Yeah. So it's... as, you know, after they lost Supreme Court, the, the idea of, well, we can't go after gay people now, we'll go to the next group. And they started messing with trans people. And that, yeah, my, mo my mom is like... My mom is like in her sixties. She's a product of that of that time before Stonewall. Or shoot, no, she was just also because she comes from a conservative Catholic family, so she's conservative and Catholic. She's just like, oh, once you gays had, once the gays had the rights, oh, now we got to go after the trans people. What the hell is this? You know, what's the world come to? Because she does, she doesn't understand it. She's she's kind of she understands being gay she always jokes that it's like oh if you're gay i'll i'll still love you yada 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 but it's it's like i asked her i think i asked her a couple times i'm like what if i was trans she was like i don't know because i feel like she'd still love me but she wouldn't understand it she would she would just feel like she, you know like completely distraught about it which isn't okay which like i don't know that's not it's not okay but it's also that we are we were born in a very weird time. Culturally, yeah, this... we were. We are in a, a very much of a turning point time and in a constant struggle time. And we have been since, you know, the civil rights movement and so on. Yeah, it's it's um, been a pivotal. It's ever, ever. I feel like ever since after World War II, a lot of focus has been on like a lot of movement towards civil rights and, and a very pivotal, a very pivotal moment in history. And we're still in the middle of that because it's it's very hard to try and change people's minds on things that they feel that they fear or that they hate. Well, it's also that culture has a has a large thing to do with it. Uh, and that, for example, if I don't know if you guys watch H Bomber guy, great YouTuber, watch him. 
Yeah, he, uh, he had a recent episode about vaccination. And one of the things he discusses is how you beat this back vaccination fear is with examples of people who are vaccinated. You go, you get vaccinated, and you talk to the people in your life. And that's similar to every sort of social issue. Is yeah. the only way people ever break their stereotypes or change their minds. But yeah. let's, let's say that. I just want to point out to the people who feel like they are a bit over, who are a bit overwhelmed um, with with all this. Uh, you're not responsible for educating people. Like that's not your responsibility. And I think that's something a lot of people struggle with is feeling like they have to be uh, constantly on, right? Yeah, I I feel like that. That's I, I, I like I'm definitely I definitely am an I want to I am an ally. I want to be an ally. I want to support my queer friends and my family actually because my my one of my cousins actually did just come out as non-binary. I really want to get in touch with them um, to show my support because my the rest of my family is probably like what the fuck. But it's very, I don't know, I feel like I always, anytime I try to say anything or try to explain it to my, my parents or like anyone in my family, they're just like, oh, it's, just, you know, it's not right. It's just like, I, I don't know. I'm not good with confrontation. <laughs> I mean, that's understandable. I'm non-binary yeah. and like, I haven't even told my dad. And that's because like, I worry a lot about the fact that he's going to have a whole... I don't know where he stands on the subject and he's going to have like a whole thing. And I don't know if I really want, have wanted to step into that question dialogue yet. Yeah. Yeah. They got to have your car. Yeah. They have your, your cards lined up or just like, I don't know. It's yeah. It's a tricky situation trying to come out as anything, uh, anything gay trans related especially to an older generation who doesn't understand it. My, like I said, my mom is, she's starting to wrap her head around, around trans people. Um, but I try to tell her about non-binary, about being non-binary. Cause I, I forget how we started it, but then I was like, um, I was like, yeah, as people, some people actually do, are, would not want to be a boy or a girl. They just want to be a person. They should want to be non-binary. And she's like, Oh, that's what your cousin came out of. Or what's what your cousin said he was and i or, you know and i was like oh um but she doesn't she doesn't understand it and i feel like it's it's very it's easy i feel like it's easy to explain but it's that they've lived this kind of life for the past 40 however many years not aware of this ex of this existence and it just feel to them it feels like it's a new thing that people are that are popping up uh that a lot of the younger generations are just being like, ah, I'm special. I want attention. Give me attention. I want to identify as this, this, and this. And it's like, it's not that. No. It's that internet has given more visibility to everybody. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's it's that while you were, while you were busy studying and living your own cis heteronormative life, there were people fighting for their right to exist and live in a and live in a normal society whereas you know i i am very privileged and so have my family has been very privileged to be in that sort of situation and you know you have to 
worry about that sort of thing. So I feel like a lot of people, because they never encountered it in their life now, now they're all of a sudden they're seeing it all over the place. They they just they they just can't they either can't come to terms with it or they or they that you know they either can't they deny it or they support it. It's you know it can get very polarizing. And sadly, there are a lot of very vocal people that are willing to turn on any marginalized group and attack them. Yeah, and it's like I I think a lot of uh, you do encounter. Um, you do encounter quite a few people who um it, it's interesting that you you bring that up because i know there's a lot of trans people or i met a few trans people that were like that were in that they were just like ah yes i would like to pick on marginalized people and then all of a sudden they're like oh they had their egg moment and they just they realized what they were doing was horribly wrong and they came to their senses you know it's a lot and a lot of a lot of people who pick on queer folks probably are very much in denial in and of themselves they're they're very afraid to 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 step into that realm or explore that that side of them yeah and, and this kind of ties back to to what like pride month is about yeah is that just like you know the first march to the central park people join in they protected each other they insulated each other from this violence and that's what pride kind of is, is that we all stand up together, look around and say, I'm not alone. And I don't have to fight this battle for civil rights alone. Right. We have that's... a community around us. And that in community includes all of the kinky people, all of the gay people, all of the non-conforming people. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. honestly like really, that's the, just all, because beautiful. There, there's this, there's also from this thing of like, oh, I don't understand. And the thing is, you don't necessarily need to understand. Like, you know, the, people's uh, terms and what makes, you know, wearing what makes them happy, you don't have to understand it. You just have to respect it. You know, if they are not... Accept it. You have to accept you have no control over their lives and that they yeah. should be allowed to live their life the way they want to. Right. Because you're, at the end of the day, you're honestly not hurting anyone, and like, especially now, it's not. It's legal. It's totally legal uh, to do X, Y, Z. Although, with the trans bills going through right now, they're trying they to make it to, illegal. Yeah, that, that's we need to. They need to shut that down real fucking quick. Like, it's just. I know some some sub states have not passed that. Like, some people have come to their senses, but like, especially down here in the South, I I don't, I don't see that happening, and it's that's going to be a very bad very bad time for yeah. for some people so like I, I don't know if you're in this if you're in the american south or if you're in america call your congressman <laughs> uh or, dare i say uh, support aclu because they will be very important in uh the next few years what is wait you said aclu what is aclu i'm pretty sure that is the group of uh, lawyers american civil liberties union yeah yeah it's yeah um because i feel like a lot of these bills are passing because these these the transphobic congressmen are coming forward and preaching these 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 ideas to people who are unaware or are just not as as uh knowledgeable and they're just like oh these trans people are dangerous they're threatening our community they're turning all our sons into daughters and no it's a it's a cultural war to for them to ignore for us to try and for them to get us off the idea of the voting rights issues. 
it, it is a very specific reason they're doing it. Yeah, it's just God. I this country is is something else. But at the same time, uh, it I feel like we also shouldn't discount a lot of the progress that that we have made in in America and in some of the other countries, like in the UK, where <laughs> all this stuff is still legal. But uh, you know, kind of. It, it, yeah, I know it's a bit of a struggle, but I, I feel like we've we've made there that the that this com- the community has made quite a bit of progress, and we have we have gotta, set the groundwork. Yeah, we've well, more importantly, I think for our generation, and this thing, I, I think that Jay, you are close enough to include this. We had the groundwork set for us. It's now our turn to continue to build on it. Mm. Well said. And like yeah. that's and, that and is, we're not, and we're not gonna do like you know much progress if we go backwards or like start to fear people who have been here since the beginning. You know, even if we start sanitizing it, we're starting yeah. to go backwards. Like, I'm sorry, but with how deeply enveloped those the kink families and the leather community has been, if we go back, if we say that we need to become more presentable in the public eye, then we're going backwards because that exactly. wasn't the point of it. The Stonewall riots, riots were because we couldn't be in the public eye. And the, the AIDS th- crisis was because the public didn't want us. Mm-hmm. So now the only way to move forward is to include everybody in this. Right. Except for and I th- And I think that people like people who are trying to go with this no can get pride um, argument, they're doing the right the right wing's argument for them. It's this, um, you know, won't anything buddy think of the children that has been parroted yeah. in Sealand by the religious right for eons, and like now, like, you're, you're just doing their job for them. It's be, like, people seem to think that, like, you know, people are having, like, a full-on fisting scene you know, like in the right in the middle of Pride, and that's not what's happening. I mean, maybe it falls them, but like that's oh, that's <laughs> not the thing. Like it's this telephone that's come about that people think like you know there's it's like that's that's not what's happening. People are just wear you know they're wearing their harnesses and jock straps. Um, they're wearing you know they're wearing. I mean, people like whatever you know the state's legal limit is. People are you know, aren't doing indecent exposure. They're covering whatever bits need to be covered because we don't want the attraction of cops because, you know, as we've mentioned, we're not a huge fan of cops at Pride. Um, but, you know, we're, we're not, you know, no one's doing anything that, you know, is illegal by the state to do in public. Like, that's not a thing that's happening. People are just wearing their pup hoods. They're wearing a harness. They're wearing a diaper. They're wearing, you know, whatever makes them feel their, like, true self. And making it clear, like, you know, hey, it is okay to enjoy the things you want. Um, you know, like, it's it's fine. And people people seem to, like, you know, really want to police this, you know, that, oh, it's it's so, you know, it's, oh, horrible, you know, this, this stuff that's happening. And I'm like, you, you will see just as much PDA at Pride as you do at a rock concert, at the state fair, at, you know, any gathering of straight people. Uh, any kind of media, music video, billboard, like people are wearing, you know, just as much, if not more, than you'll see at your community pool. Like, 
So, like, all these arguments are just a fallacy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it's like I was kind of like practically slamming a fist on the table. Is like that's such a valid fucking point. Is like, you know, you have you have like you know you could have a you could have a couple you could have a a, a straight couple in like I don't know at the Starbucks or something making out and like some people might get a little bit like eh, but then it's like if if you have but it's like totally would be a riot if it was like a gay couple. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I mean, it's just that's, that's like it used to be very dangerous to just hold hands in public, you know, and it's that's that's part of, you know, like, you know, straight privilege is that you don't have to worry about that. Uh, if I hold my um, partner's hand walking around, am I going to get beat up? Are we going to get chased and jumped? It's. Yeah. Weird. And also. Like, when pride is like the for some people the one time a year that they feel like they can hold their partner's hand, like, yeah, that's this, yeah. pride is important. Yes, that's that's insane. Like, imagine God, I can't imagine that. Like, if I if I was only able to hold my partner's hand for like one time a year or something, and it's like any time we went out, we would have to like police ourselves to like make sure. Oh, do we look like we're a couple? You know, does does it look yeah. like we're like that's that's are insane. Are we in the safe neighbor? Are we in the gayborhood where like we feel safe? Yeah. The gayborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. that's a good one. I'll have to I'll have to save that one. That's that's really funny. That's that's good. I like that. <laughs> it, imagine if you had to do that, you might make up some kind of secret code with something very innocuous, like maybe handkerchiefs. That would yeah. uh, that would <laughs> let you be able to communicate what you wanted to others in your community that nobody else would know about. What's the handkerchief for rabies? <laughs> oh my god, Lily. <laughs> but it's it's it you've got you've got a lot of people who are like, "Oh, how do I explain to my kids?" And I'm like, "Well, you say that they're wearing what makes them happy." Like No, no, you call you it. say you you say that they are wearing their personal superhero costume. Oh my god. Brilliant. Love it. Because every kid loves superheroes, or they yeah. at least understand the concept of a superhero being this really cool crime-fighting person. Yeah. Watch. So, like, it makes them feel like a superhero. It's their personal superhero-fighting costume. God, That's why we don't need cops at Pride, because we have a bunch of superheroes there. Why is that person wearing a dress? Why is that person wearing a hood? Because they want to. You know how because, mommy and yeah. daddy have that? You know how mommy and daddy fight dance every night? That's their fight dance. They call her... <laughs> Oh my it's, God. like honestly a lot of it comes across as like you know people just like but i might have to talk and educate my kid well then do it that's your uh, job oh like, no i have to... is... what were you doing before <laughs> this is and, yeah, and, like and people are like also be like but people will see it and know that people have sex i'm like people kids know about sex they do like yeah every every abl has had the community question of listen we know the minors are here don't listen or interact with us. We're doing it for your safety. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I like if you don't. I, I feel like one of the reasons I have a raging diaper fetish is because I feel like my parents handled it horribly, so I had to keep it a secret. And the thing about keeping a secret is you're fascinated with it, and you want it even more. So if you're trying to keep like this, this whole thing, this whole queer space a secret to your kids, then it's like they're just gonna want to. Where is it even more? Like, you know, one of the yeah. words in homosexual is sex. He, yeah. 
and well, there's nothing wrong I'm, with that. I'm just it's, glad Blue's Clues said trans rights. Yes. I, Blue's Clues. If you guys haven't, if said, you haven't that. seen it, there is an amazing gay pride song that made the that made the the right very angry from Blue's Clues. Oh, I'm so glad. It's great justice. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the reasons why, like, the, um, the, uh, Little Nas X's song Montero was so amazing because. While it's awesome that, um, you know, in the 2000 and 2010s, we had so many wonderful songs by a lot of pop divas, um, you know, B- Born This Way, uh, Roar, like, you know, Katy Perry's and the Kesha's and the Taylor Swift's and the, and, you know, like, there were a lot of wonderful songs um, that came out. I love out Katie for, Dollar Sign, huh? What? I'm sorry? I love Katie, Katie Do- Dollar, Dollar Sign, huh? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kesha's uh, is great. And, it's wonderful that there were so many like wonderful anthems, but so many of them were very like, like this was a song like from your ally friend, you know, like this is a great song for a P flag float. That's like, you know, yay, boo, who you are. And little Nas X like mid- did one that was like, no, like this is a, a song for homosexuals about, you know, sex and it was not a fr- ashamed or afraid to like say it. And I, so I was like, awesome. It's, I yeah, mean, just, the video I love, is amazing. I love allies a lot, but sometimes they're important sometimes, and we love them. But sometimes they are terrible. Like the ones that use you as their sex education person because nobody taught them in school, and apparently you know more about it than them, even though you're asexual and don't really have sex. Well, but, I actually I made this oh one God. graphic that I, I I sometimes feel the need to share, and it's it's a it's a pride flag that with the words "not your accessory." Because there's a there's a movie that came out a while ago called uh, GBF. I yeah, was I was gonna say yeah, like having the gay best. I mean, I I love my straight girlfriend. You know, like Will and Will and Grace. You know, like it, it, that kind of relationship is a thing. But you know, I nobody wants to just be seen as an accessory unless you're into that. But that's with consent. Yeah, I mean, if you're have a you know. Uh, Dehumanization, uh, degradation, or um, objectification kink, then that's cool too. But that's consent. Yeah. yeah. Then, With- like, like if you have that kink, tell me. Uh, I need to know because I need to get enough of you guys to- together to have a table and have a nice dinner on. Uh oh. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I need a new coat rack. There we go. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. No, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Most babies do baby brain yeah i know yeah i just i'm just not here for a lot of this like you know oh you know you know queer kids are here and it's like yeah queer kids are there and they want to be able to see that hey you know i'll I'll, you know speak from experience like when i was growing up there was um my parents would take me to this furniture store called snows and across from that was a gay bar named called club maverick and even like that young, I could see and I knew that like that's where the leather people are at. Because sorry, like t- people that teens know what like leather is. Like sorry, that the it's not underground anymore. Your kids know know how to find porn and sex on the internet. Sorry, they do. I just can I just but say real quick. But... Being able to like look across the street, even at just fourteen, and being able to see that bar and think, hey, as soon as I am old enough, as soon as I like you know get that you know chronological age marker that i can go there 
I'll be safe. I won't have to hide so much stuff from my parents. I'll be able to find people who get me and be accepted. So it was it was a beacon to know that to like to see these superheroes marching and being like, as soon as I'm old enough, I can join them. So that's I what I say. This community is really good about providing safe spaces. I went through some uh, pretty recent trauma that I'm not going to get into the stuff of, but. You know, I, I, friends let me stay over at their house to recover, and, uh, you know, they all, like, every single gay L- LGBT household has that bed in the living room. You know the bed in the living room that they all have <laughs> that you're gonna go sleep on. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and, and that's what I need to remember, too. And I think that, to uh, JBB's point as well, I think most of us probably had our inclinations of liking, you know, ABL stuff before we were 18. And the thing was, was that we knew we liked it. It didn't matter how much sex education we had. didn't matter anything like that. We knew we liked it. And some representation is okay. There's a very big difference between representation and participation. Well said. Well said. Because representation is to make people know that we're here and to change cultural stigmas. Uh, participation involves consent, which if you're under 18, you can't give, which is understandable. Even then, I question, if you're 18 and you rush into something, I yeah. question the validity of, of your consent a bit, not to be yeah. offensive, but just because like you're young. Thank and you so I'm, like, that was so very succinct. It's very true. Representation is not participation. I, I, I'm gonna have to steal that. <laughs> Go ahead. So, pride is cool, is what it comes down to. Yeah, that's the the the. The crux if of it is. If you've been if you've been zoning out of this entire podcast and you want to remember, take away one thing as you're looking and seeing, oh shit, this is almost over. Pride is cool. It's okay, you know. We support you in your in your endeavors and discovering your sexuality and your gender, because at and the end also, of the day, and also, pride and kink are interlocked and always have been and always need to be. Yeah, and also, ACAB and also the government is definitely looking to harm you more than help you. And also, America. Uh, Alright, and that's how I think we end this uh, episode. Okay. Jamie, <laughs> uh, we're going to do the plug part. So thank you for coming on. Uh, I know you from We're doing Dying the plug part. World Bend King. over. I, yeah. I dragged him to his first half <laughs> time. I'm very proud. Yep. It was fun. Nate laugh. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 I got, I, I got the joke, Lily. <laughs> I'm so disappointed that nobody else noticed that. I got the joke. I got the joke. I was in the middle of saying something though. I said, what? "Uh, it's time for the plug part, so bend over." Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm surprised we haven't done that. And it was like we're what ten episodes in. Yeah, ten episodes. Oh yeah, I forgot to announce that. Ten episodes, guys. That's a number with two digits. We've done it. I Whoa! feel very special. I'm on the tenth anniversary or tenth tenth tenth, tenth, tenth week anniversary. Yeah. Tenth, tenth week anniversary. 
Well, also, uh, a quick thing. I, I think we're sitting at 599 downloads. So I think by the time this podcast comes out, uh, we'll hit over 600 um, downloads oh, on Podbean. So thank you so much, y'all. I really appreciate that. Yep. It's, right it's really thank you so much for having me on the show. I'd love to come back. How yeah. can people contact you if they wish to? Or can you tell them to EF off and then not talk to you? Um, uh, well, uh, it's I'm pretty easy to find. Um, I'm on uh, FetLife as J-Baby. Uh, J-B-I-B-Y. And honestly, you can even find me on the Book of Faces that way. Um, you'll be able to find uh, uh, my... Uh, title page, uh, J-Baby, South Central Leather Boy 2019. Um, that's a good way to see like what I'm up to, where I might be presenting, and uh, how to contact me about maybe presenting or talking with your group. Um, yeah, it, like I said, J-Baby, uh, you type it, you'll be able to find me. Um, even occasionally post stuff on SoFurry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Lily, do you want to do plugs? Oh, sure. You can follow me on uh, actual Lilypop on Twitter. Uh, I think I also have something by it's Lily, but I never, I never use that. Um, uh, just yeah, Twitter, I guess. Uh, I, I'll probably be streaming again soon. I'm streaming the Pajama Sam series. So if you want to watch someone play Pajama Sam and, and be uh really high while doing it, um, yeah. Come- <laughs> Come watch. The puzzles get harder when you're high. <laughs> they get har- harder when you're a baby as well. Oh, man. I, I recently uh, played some Pajama Sam while baby over the week, and, and yeah, it was great. Oh, I'd lo- I would love to... <laughs> certain, certain, certain games are very nostalgic and good for... Yeah... I think like uh, the humongous are, a yeah. lot of the humongous games are on Steam still, right? Yeah. I imagine they would be. Anyways. So, uh, anyways. Nate, do the thing. Uh, um yeah, I'm Fluffy Nate. You can find me on twitter.com slash fluffy nate. Uh you could also uh, also be sure to support our Patreon. Patreon.com slash babyfurcast. Uh, you can get if you subscribe, you can get access to unedited, unedited clips where you can receive a special message from yours truly or hear some extra uh, extra content that we edited out for time's sake. Uh, or you can have a bonus episode each month. Uh, so if you if you want more baby forecast, go on patreon.com slash baby forecast. No. And I am Spelly. Yes, so you, you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at Speller19. Or no, spell it underscore 19. Uh, a lot of times I am the person who does all the retweets and tweets on the Baby Forecast Twitter because I'm the one who uploads things usually. I need to do more tweets. I had, yeah. I had a bunch of ideas. I haven't tweeted at all from the Baby Forecast Twitter and I really need to. You should. So that's, that's part of the fun is figure out which one of us actually sent a tweet. Uh, no one knows. Oh, right. and also, also, you forgot to mention Spelly. You can probably find us behind the couch. Uh, no, no, I don't need to do that. Why I'm not? Because I'm not scared like you. Bye, everybody. Howard.
Bye. Okay, goodbye. That's all, folks.